So before this episode starts, I just want to warn you guys that because I don't have a great audio interface, I had to record part of this audio with my usual audio program and the other part of my audio just from the voice memo on my phone. So I had to splice the stuff together so it's not going to sound that great. Like I said, I don't have an audio interface because I'm broke as a joke. But in case you wonder why the audio sounds weird at times, that's why. So enjoy the episode. What is going on, my nerds and deets? Welcome back to Nerd Explosion, the weekly podcast where, based on a monthly topic, I nerd out about whatever the hell I want. As always, I'm your host, Cameron. Now, I hope you guys are doing good out there, staying safe, staying hydrated. If you're not doing good, just, you know, let me send some positive vibes your way. Just whoop, 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 There you go. There's some positive vibes for you. Do with that what you will. <laughs> but anyway, on to today's episode. Now, today's episode, I was actually inspired by the most recent episode of the Distractable Podcast. Now, if you don't know what the Distractable Podcast is, you need to stop what you're doing right now and go listen to them because they're way better at whatever they do than I am. <laughs> but Distractable is... A podcast done by YouTubers Markiplier, uh, Bob Meisterns, and Wade Barnes, aka Lord Minion Seven Seven, and they basically do what I do. Just you know, every week talk about something random. Except unlike them, I do a monthly topic. But the recent episode, they did a Valentine's Day episode, and they went through the Relationship Thirty Six, where which is basically a, it's a set of thirty six questions. It was all put together by a psychologist, and they were like, yeah. This is like 36 questions you can ask somebody either on a first date or you just ask your significant other to really get some, you know, some thought provoking answers and just, you know, really get to know somebody deeply. And I thought that would be a good idea for this episode and thought it'd be a good idea to do with my wife. Because even though this is more specifically for first date material, who better to do it with than somebody I've been married to for five years at this point? Well, five years come October. But yeah, I just wanted to go through the relationship 36 with my wife. But before we get into this possibly spicy episode, I just want to remind you guys, new episodes come out every Saturday. Also, video versions come out on YouTube. My YouTube, SuperTam64. So check out the audio version and the video version on the same day. Because you gotta love the internet. But, with all my self-promotion out of the way, let's get into the relationship 36. Ladies and gentlemen, all the way from Narnia, it's my wife, Caitlin. Hello. Yay. Now, I told you about the topic for this episode, right? Yeah. Gone through the relationship 36. And how we straight up stole it from Distractable. Yeah. I actually mentioned that in the intro. <laughs> <laughs> but for a recap, in case people weren't paying attention to the intro, uh, apparently social psychology researcher Arthur Aaron shared a list of questions that generate closeness between two people. Aaron's results were published in The Experimental Generation of Interpersonal Closeness in Personality and Social Psychology Bulletin in 1997. Questions that bring people together cover various topics, including friendship, death, sharing, and family. Now, ladies, in the intro, this is more meant for people on, like, first dates. So it makes sense that, you know, a married couple of five years is going through these 36 questions. Not only that, but when you factor in the fact that we've been together almost 10 yeah, basically. 
But enough. but it'll be interesting to see how our answers have changed over the years, if yeah. at all. So I think how I want to do this, I'm just going to read through the questions and then we'll just trade off. Okay. Sharing answers. So ready for ready for this journey? Born ready. All right. Question one. Given the choice of anyone in the world, who would you want as a dinner guest? Okay. So can I do anybody alive or dead? Yeah, or... living or dead. I would want to have dinner with... And it could be anybody, like family members, celebrities, just anybody, like public figures. I would want to have dinner with Edgar Allan Poe. Hmm, interesting. Any reason? Um, Because he was tortured. <laughs> you just want to pick his brain and be like, who hurt you? I do. Like, I mean, if you if you look at his, his works, I mean, he's it's he's he is not well. <laughs> You know, and that was like back in the day before mental health was a thing. And I just want to know, like, how did <laughs> just, you, how did bro, you, are you good? Well, not only that, but like, how did you live as long as you did? You know, like, was writing cathartic? Like, did you, did it help at all? Like, that's what I want to know. I think, I mean, there's a lot of people I would want to have dinner with, but one that comes to mind right now is uh, Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Mostly because I want to actually hear his worldviews from my own perspective and kind of get his side of what all went down. Right. So yeah, that would be my choice, among many others. Okay, so there's two types of people in this world. <laughs> well, because I'm a music guy, I would definitely like any dead musician I would want to sit down <laughs> to dinner with. You wouldn't want to sit down with, like, Mick Jagger, or... That's a musician. Yeah, I know, but like, out of all the musicians <laughs> you could possibly sit with, why oh. specifically Michael Jackson? I don't know, because, you know, I was always a huge fan of his work, and I just feel like he'd be a fun guy just to sit down and just, you know, have a conversation with. Because he had a lot of good views about the world, so just, you know, to be able to pick his brain. I would also love to sit down with the original lead singer from ACDC. Oh, yeah. Alright, moving on. Question two. Would you like to be famous? In what way? You can go first. Um, I guess... So, I think how I would want to be famous is obviously for doing something good, but like the kind of like a YouTuber famous where it's, you know, you're not bombarded with paparazzi 24 7. Right. But, you know, you're walking down the street and five people, you know, like pass by five people and be like, hey, you're that guy. You know, that's the kind of famous fame I would want. I would want YouTuber fame, just, you know, we're not constantly bombarded with paparazzi. I was just going to go there. We're not constantly bombarded by paparazzi, but, you know, a good amount of people know who you are. Right. So, yeah, that's the kind of fame I would want. Um, My answer to that question, absolutely not. Really? No. I do not want to be famous. I, um, I like living my life like I do now. Um, I like the anonymity that comes with being a nobody (laughs) like i don't want anybody in my business of any to any caliber i'm quite content with the way my life is i think yeah very introverted but also i would definitely like you know to be known for something good i'm an introverted extrovert but that's kind of how i am too but at the same time you know obviously i want to be well known for something good i did well yeah but even that like if i do good things like i don't necessarily i still want the anonymity of people not knowing who the fuck I am. Well, it's even like doing this podcast. Like, obviously, if it brings joy to some people, like, that's what I like, you know, 
I want to be able to do something, you know, that brings joy to a lot of people. Right. And to get feedback on that from, like, if I did, like, YouTube or whatever, just to get comments back, like, oh, I really love this video. You know, just that feeling of making somebody happy. Yeah, I don't care about people. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's not true. (laughs) Question three. Before making a phone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say? No. Yeah, that's a hard no. I'm just going to like, hey, what do you, what do you, what do you, oh yeah, I called you. I mean, I guess it would depend on who I'm calling because sometimes like if you have to call and make an appointment, I kind of mentally go through the, what are you calling about? When do you want to come in? Blah, blah, blah. Like just to make sure that I'm not like, oh, well, yeah, you uh, have your blah, 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 blah. You have to go through. Yeah. But like if I'm just going to call like my grandma or my mom or Trisha even, I'm not going to rehearse what I have to say. I'm just going to be like, so what you doing? Oh, yeah, especially if you're calling just to see how they're doing. You don't rehearse that. No. There. Good answer. Uh, Question four. What would constitute a perfect day for you? A perfect day? Yeah. Laying in bed doing absolutely fuck all. That would be about my answer. Just doing fuck all. Just a day day. where I don't have to do anything. I feel like, especially lately, my days off are not even days off because I always be doing shit. I always have something to do. Well, that's the difference. Somewhere I have to be. The way, the way you are, your brain is constantly working. Doesn't like knowing you, you you can you can sit down, you can lay down for whatever, but then you're gonna be like, oh, I need to do this, I need to do this. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's what I'm saying. Like even, it's hard for your brain to shut off. Even laying down like on Sundays, I'll be sitting in the chair and I'll be like, I, I could well, be doing this. I could be cleaning the kitchen. I could be putting these dishes away. I could be mopping. I could be you know, like this. I'm just always I'm always in go mode, and I hate that. <laughs> My perfect day would be just to not be in go mode and just to sit and do nothing. Yeah, that'd be my answer too. Just a complete day of just doing nothing. Uh, let's see. Question five. When did you last send yourself or to someone else? <laughs> I have an easy answer. Just like an hour ago. Uh, my answer is even easier. Like ten minutes ago in the car <laughs> on the way home. Ago. Jamming to surface pressure from Encanto. <laughs> God. Listen, Louisa is my spirit animal, Okay. I'm sure she's a lot of people's spirit animal. As the eldest daughter, especially, she's my fucking spirit animal. Oh, yeah. I did that. All right. Question six. If you're able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years... No. If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you choose? So, basically, if you live to 90... Would you and rather have the mind of a 30-year-old or the body of a 30-year-old? The mind or the body of a 30-year-old for the last six years of your life. I think for me, I would definitely want mind. Like, I don't I don't care if my body goes. I don't care if you become fat. I don't want to lose my mind. Yeah, like, I, I, I'm not afraid of a lot, but losing my mind and not being able to recognize my loved ones terrifies me. I would want to hang on to my mind as long as I could. I mean, I never had a good... I don't care if my body is old and decrepit, but, like, let me keep my mind. <laughs> I was going to say, I never, I never had a good body to start with, so I'd rather have mind. I mean, I've always been a potato, but at least I'm sharp as a tack. I mean, I was in better shape in high school, but now I've, now I've gotten to the dad bod stage of my life. You can't call it a dad bod until we have kids. It, it qualifies as a dad bod. <laughs> but yeah, I'd definitely rather have mine than body. Uh, number seven. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? No. No? No clue? No. 
I would like to believe that I will grow very old and die peacefully in my sleep surrounded by my family, but I have no idea. That my actual answer would be that, you know, surrounded by family, because that's what I actually hope. My comedic answer will be doing something stupid. <laughs> like my last words, I want my last words to be, hey, watch this. <laughs> or your last words to be, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, be written on my tombstone. <laughs> Camera paler. Oh, fuck. <laughs> 1993 to 2035. <laughs> I don't even know how old I'd be, because I don't want to do that math. What What did you say, 2035? 2035. You'd be 13 years older than you are now. So I'd die in my 40s. How old are you? 29? 29. 29 plus 15, 9 plus 5. Uh, 44? 44. Checks out. Number 8. Name three things you and your partner appear to have in common. I'll let you answer that first. Oh, right off the bat, we both have pretty much the same sense of humor. That was going to be my first answer, yeah. We're both terrible with our money. Well. (laughs) And we're both huge nerds. We are huge nerds, yes. So that's my three. Um, So I would say sense of humor. Yeah. We have a very dark and disturbing sense of humor. Yep. Um, We're huge nerds. Yep. But we also individually, we hyper-focus on different oh, things, yeah. but we have an uncanny ability. We, we could be sitting in the same room and just, like, not know, like, not even be aware of the other's existence. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah, we both definitely hyper-focus about different things, but we definitely hyper-focus. Yeah, like it's, it's probably a problem. For me, it's because ADHD. That's why I hyper-focus. And mine's probably a trauma response. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number nine. For what in your life do you feel most grateful? I think my answer would be just anyone in it. Just the fact that I'm living. Um, I would say probably the fact that I made it. Oh, yeah. I, this is going to get real dark, and not many people know this, so I don't know how I feel about sharing this over the interwebs. Um, but there was a very long time that I was not convinced I was going to make it to C20. And look at you. And here I am, seven years later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> seven years later. I think that's my answer, So I think too. just the fact that I didn't give up and that I did keep pushing forward. That's my definitely my thing, too. It's like, you know, I thought about giving up many times, but here I am, 29, still going. Yeah, you old fart. You know, depression tries to take me down, but right now I'm 21, 29 to no on that bitch. The fact that I can still wake up and be like, hey, demons, it's your boy. It's your boy. (laughs) All right. Number 10. If you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? Oh, that's a loaded question. I don't think I would change anything because I feel like, you know, how I was raised made me, you know, who I am now. You wouldn't change anything? (laughs) No, actually, no, seriously, I wouldn't. You know, without, you know, even with all the bullshit, I wouldn't change how I was raised because, you know, it made me who I am now. I don't know if this was necessarily the way I was raised or if it's just, again, a trauma response. Um, But I would, I would try, I would have more openness, I think, with my parents. Mm -hmm. I tended to shut down a lot and I would probably, I don't think that has anything to do with how I was raised. 
but if I could change anything about my childhood, I guess that's the one thing I would change. I suppose. Well, I wouldn't be as afraid of my parents as I was, specifically my dad. I think the definition of you know being raised is by like you know like parents or like older siblings, but that's different for you because you I are am the, the oldest. oldest sibling. And technically, I was the oldest for a while, like the oldest in the house, at least. I would change. Okay, I changed my mind. I would change the amount of pressure that my parents put on me as the oldest child. Ooh, yeah. That's what I would change. Mm-hmm. I would I would allow myself to be a child instead of having to grow up at four years old because it was just me and my mom and my baby brother. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely things that I can think of that, you know, could have changed, but... If I really think about it, I'm like, if I change those things, would I still be the same person I am now? Or would I be a very different person? I mean, I'm grateful for who I am. And I just want to go back to the gloss over. I don't want to just gloss over the fact that I was afraid of my parents, quote unquote. I wasn't. I wasn't afraid of my dad. I was just afraid of men in general. (laughs) (laughs) My dad is an absolute... I mean, church out men are... Trash? Yeah. Well, especially my sperm donor. Um, But... No, my dad is a fucking marshmallow. He was the best thing that could have ever happened to us, but... Yeah, exactly. I was just traumatized. This next question I'm going to skip over, because... No, no, skip. That's no fun. We ain't got time for that. It's take four minutes and tell your partner your life story in as much detail as possible. Oh, you already know my life story. I was going to say, don't need four minutes. Yeah, we already know each other's life story, and I'm not about to spew that on a podcast platform. So I'm going to skip over that. Uh, number 12. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained one quality or ability, what would it be? <laughs> the ability to let shit go. I was going to say the ability to read minds. I hold a fucking grudge. Or actually, you know, actually a more useful one. The ability to speak literally any language. Yeah, I can see that. That way I could, well, speak and understand. That way I could easily go up to like, my coworkers and, you know, know exactly when they're talking shit. With them, I would just assume they're always talking shit. I mean, a lot of time, like, they, my coworkers speak Spanish, and sometimes I can't tell what they're saying. Like, I understand some Spanish, but I, most of the time I can't understand what they're saying. But I will hear my name come up sometimes, so it's that point I know they're talking shit. Alright, number 13. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? I don't think I would want to know anything. I think that's part of the beautiful thing about life, is that you don't know. I'll go with the same answer. Cheater. (laughs) But yeah, you know, the future is made to be yours. It's like that question, if you knew how or when you were going to die, would you want to know? Like, fucking no. No. Because all I'm going to do the ref- for the rest of my time is obsess about that. and No, I don't got time for that. I'm happy with life being a complete mystery. I think, wasn't it that question or something like that on the uh, Distractable episode that Markiplier uh, answered? And he was like, if you, it was like if you had a year left, like, what would you do with that year? And he was like, Unus Honest 2. Yeah, like if you had, okay, so if you had a year left, what would you do with that year? I think that's actually one of these questions. If I had a year left, I would just do whatever. I would quit my job and I would travel. I would get in my car and just go until I ran out of gas. Yeah, I mean, I would travel. I would just do whatever. I would see things. I would do 
everything that I said I wanted to do before I died. If I want to cause some chaos, I'll cause some chaos. Why not? I'm leaving this world. Right? Who gives a shit? And even if I do, even if I commit crimes, I'm only going to be here another fucking 365 days. Good luck the, trying to catch me. <laughs> on the last day, I'm just going to, you know, break into the White House while the president's giving, like, a live televised speech. Just get on camera, show my ass. And, like, the last just five seconds. Just the entire country. The last five seconds, I'll just be like, fuck you, world, you've been a great audience. And then I just collapse dead. <laughs> fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> Um, where was I on? Did I just read 13? Yeah. 14. Is there something that you've dreamt of doing for a long time? And why, or why haven't you done it? Uh, quitting my job and traveling. And I haven't done it because them bills ain't going to pay themselves. Yeah. I think for me, it's either doing some music or becoming a video game producer. And I've always wanted to do that, but the only reason I haven't done it is because shit's expensive. Yeah, I mean, the equipment schooling all that i would like i would love to travel i would love to just quit my job and see the world but unfortunately dreams don't pay bills so here we is yeah exactly all right number 15 what is the greatest accomplishment of your life um i'm gonna steal markiplier's answer and say i hope i haven't gotten it yet i have a lot that i want to do still oh yeah I would hope that one day I would be able to look at my newborn child and think this is my greatest accomplishment. Yeah, I think, honestly, my honest answer would be, you know, someday, you know, having a house, you know, with you, kids, and everything, just look at it and be like, you know, I did it. Number 16, what do you value most in a friendship? I would say loyalty. Just, you know, the fact that, you know, no matter what, you know, somebody's going to be there for you. Um, compatibility, I guess. Oh, just kind of how you mesh with someone? Yeah, like if we don't vibe, I'm not going to pursue it, you know? If you ain't have enough good vibes, this ain't it, fam. I mean, yeah, basically. Yeah, definitely for me it's loyalty. Just, you know, knowing somebody has your back. Oh, see, loyalty means two different things to us, apparently. You know, you're going to go to hug somebody. You want to make sure they're not secretly holding a knife behind your back. Uh, number 17, what is your most treasured memory? Oh, I thought you had one. Uh... God, for me, I can't remember what. I think my most treasured memory... I have a couple, actually. Uh, One of my most treasured memories is the moment in middle school where I just decided I wasn't going to take anybody's shit anymore. Because mm-hmm. I think that definitely you know, made, me, made me a better person. And my other tre- treasured memory is... After my breakup, having a uh, wake-up moment where I was like, you know, I need to restructure how I look at relationships. Mm-hmm. And then that's why, you know, that's why I attracted me to you. Because I was like, I know what to look for not look for. I know, you know, what red flags to look for. Yeah, but I got my own red flags. <laughs> like my unbelief in the traditional system. As long as you aren't, you know, smoking drugs or have a kid from a previous relationship. Or willing to fucking emotionally give up on someone. Did you just say smoking drugs like a fucking Smoke. narc? <laughs> oh my god. Hey fellow kids, anybody got any Mary Jane? Um, my most treasured memory is when my parents got divorced. We were living with my mom's parents. Your treasured memory? Yeah. And I would get up super early every morning and I would stand at the top of the stairs and I would just stare at my grandpa. 
eating breakfast <laughs> and he would notice my presence and he would turn around and he would wave me down and I'd come toddling down the stairs. I was like two or three, maybe it was like, it's one of my very first memories and he would set me up on his lap and we would share breakfast together every single day before he went to work. And then after we ate breakfast, I I went back to bed, and then I woke up later and ate breakfast again, like the fatty that I was. Oh, that's nice. That's a nice treasure memory. And now 180 is the next question. What is your most terrible memory? My most terrible memory? Yeah. Definitely for me, it was my last, my last breakup, or my last relationship breakup. The end of it, basically. Because... And I think I've said this in a previous episode, but I never thought about killing myself more than I did in those moments. No. Because that's when I really wanted to give up. But luckily, my friends were there and be like, hey, pull yourself together. That's going to come across great in the audio capture. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess my most terrible memory would be when my great-grandma died, watching my dad cry. I've only seen my dad cry a handful of times, and it's just, oh, I hate it. I hate it. I kind of have something like that. Like he's when, like one of the, he's the strongest, he's one of the strongest people that I know. So watching him break down, it's like, oh, we're all in trouble. I think I had, I kind of had something like that when I went to my Uncle Brian's funeral. I think just, because it was open casket. Yeah. And I think just seeing him made me break down. Uh, number, oh, we did skip over 19 because we already talked about this. The, you know, if you knew they had. Oh, if you had a year to live, yeah. Uh, 20. What does friendship mean to you? That's kind of a repeating of uh, what you value most. Yeah. Uh, 21. 21. What roles, what roles do love, do love and affection in play in your life? Literally, literally everything. everything. That's a tough question for me to answer because I'm genu- genuinely, generally a very loving and affectionate person. Like, and I tell people this all the time. Like, even in my platonic relationships, I fucking love you. You know, I'm I'm all in. I'm the, I'm the person that you call at 3 a.m. like... I'm drunk and in a ditch, and I don't want the cops to come. I'm fucking there for you. Yeah, and no, there's a lot of difference between, like, you know, a lot of people question that, like, oh, do you tell your friends you love them? Like, yeah, absolutely tell them. Like, if you love them, you love them. Mm-hmm. But there's, like, different things of love. Like, if, you know, if I'm talking to Tim, I just be like, hey, I love you, man. But if I'm talking to you, be like, I love you. Right. Well, I mean, even when it comes to you and Trisha, like, I love you both the same, but in different ways. Yeah, number 22. <laughs> Alternate sharing something you consider a positive characteristic about of your partner. <laughs> Share a total of five items. I mean, we don't have to do five, but just as many as you I want. I can't think of five. Positive characteristic. I mean, you can't think of five positive characteristics of me? No, we're both fucking messes. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you know what? I, <laughs> I gotta give it to you there. <laughs> I gotta give it to you. You got me there. (laughs) I think the positive one about you is that you're passionate about stuff. Like, you're not willing to give up easy. No. I don't know if that's necessarily passion or just sheer stubbornness. (laughs) It could be both. Um, one of yours is... You're... Dead ass. (laughs) (laughs) You're... I know what I want to say, but I don't know how to say it. Say which just. You're so easygoing, almost to a fault, that it takes a lot to, like, shake you almost. Does that make sense? 
like you're just very go with the flow and very like yeah okay yeah in some cases it's super fucking annoying but for the most part very go with the flow but you know i still have a limit yeah like you're very much like okay this is fine (laughs) Yeah, but even I have my limits. It doesn't take... Well, I mean, sometimes it takes... I mean, it takes a lot to, like, shake you to your core. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're pretty stable, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty stable and easygoing. Uh, Do you want to list more, or do you want to just move on? I mean, I could sit and listen to you compliment me a few more times. Uh, Of course you would. It's the Leo in me, my Scorpio rising. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Number uh, 23. Wait, was it? Yeah, 23. How close and warm is your family? Do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people's? Definitely, I wouldn't say mine was happier than most people's, but mine was mine was not terrible. Like I didn't have a bad childhood. Like, looking at everything, even if, you know, there was some favoritism, you know, for my younger sister, I still feel like my childhood wasn't that bad. At least I didn't, I still didn't get the shit end of the stick. Right. Um, I've learned later in life that I have severe, unprocessed childhood trauma, but my parents were not bad parents. I think I had a relatively happy childhood, um... I don't think it was happier than most, necessarily. I'd say it was pretty average. Um, A lot of my issues come from just being the oldest. I'd say as far as closeness, like, my family is... Oh, my family's tight as fuck. I'd say at this point, my family's probably pretty close. I could call my dad right now and be like, "Uh, I need you to come get me. And he'd be like, say no more. (laughs) Yeah. Number 24. How do you feel about your relationship with your mother? You you should go first on that. Oh. <laughs> um, how do I feel about my relationship with my mom now? It's solid. Solid? Solid. I was say, you and your mom are pretty tight. We're, me and my mom are very close. Um, growing up, we were not so much that because we are the same person. So we drove each other mad to no end. But now that we're both adults and she doesn't have to parent me anymore, we're very, very close. I'd say, like, as far as, like, with my mom, I feel like it's, me and my mom are pretty close, mainly because I'm both her oldest and her only son. Yeah. But that can kind of be detrimental sometimes, because I feel like she relies on me for a lot more than, you know, she's willing to do herself. But still, it's not like we have a bad relationship. I've always felt closer to my mom. I've just felt closer to women in general. Because, obviously, my dad was, you know, he's he's a good dad. He's a wonderful dad. Your dad's a great guy, but he's very much a man's man. He's very, he's very... He's very stubborn. He's very, I'm going to hold my emotions right here until I die. (laughs) He doesn't... I'm just going to keep my my emotions right here, and then one one day day I'll I'll die. die. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, that's pretty typical of his, of, of dudes in his generation, so... Uh, My dad, however, is not like that. My dad is a fucking squish, and I love him for it. (laughs) What, your dad? No. Number 25. Make three true we statements each. For instance, 
We are both in this room feeling... Me, I'm feeling hungry. How about you? Well, somebody made me stop eating my chips, so... Does that sound great? You know, while you're recording, just fucking munching on Doritos. Yeah, I mean, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. We have to each make three we statements? I'm good. We, we... I'm good, you good, we all good. We are both parents to two fuzzy little asshole cats, and we love them dearly and would not trade them for the world. One yes. of them is currently sleeping inside our ottoman on a pile of blankets. I didn't. Mochi. I like how you didn't even look and you knew it was Mochi. I knew, I knew it was <laughs> Who else is going to sit in there? Just want my babies. <laughs> Alright, hold on. Number 26. Complete this sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share... Drugs. <laughs> Drugs. I'm just kidding. <laughs> As I would say that too, because honestly, I can't think of anything. I mean, anybody, I, anybody besides you that I would share things with. Well, if I'm not sharing things with you, I'm sharing them with Trisha. So. Yeah, this, so that's kind of a rough question. Just honestly, besides you and yo, honestly, some of Trisha too, because they're both really good friends. I can't think of anybody else. You know, I'd share anything with. Yeah. Besides people who are extremely close to me. Right. Okay, moving on. Number 27, if you're going to become a close friend with your, if you are going to become a close friend with your partner, please share what would be important for him or her to know. Well, we're married, so that question is kind of void. Yeah, I think we crossed that bridge. (laughs) Uh, 28, tell your partner what you like about them. Be honest this time, saying things that you might not say to someone you just met. I like your butt. I know. Wait, what was it? Oh, tell your partner what you like about him. Yeah. You like my butt? Yeah. I'm not going to tell that to somebody you just met. I would. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I want to know. Like, hey, I wanna... you got a sweet ass. I, I... Did you set in some sugar? Because you got a pretty sweet ass. <laughs> um, I, after we, after, okay, so before we met, I have developed a philosophy that, like, I'm going to let people know what I'm about up front. So, like, I don't know if there's anything I could say to you now that I didn't say to you when we started dating. Instead of being like, yeah, I'm secretly a lizard. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I'm secretly a lesbian, and I was going to be like, well, you knew that, so. <laughs> <laughs> knew that right away. Oh, yeah, I let you know straight up. Um, Yeah, I don't know. All right, moving on. <laughs> All right, number 29. Share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life. I think I've already told you some of mine. I know all of your embarrassing moments, but please tell them to the internet. <laughs> I think I've already shared one because we already did a podcast episode talking about it, but I think my most embarrassing moment... No. No, that wasn't embarrassing for me because nobody caught me. Because <laughs> nobody caught me. It doesn't matter if they catch you or not. If it happens and you're like, I'm so glad nobody fucking saw that. <laughs> um, uh, You know mine, but... Well, it's not my most embarrassing. It's just the most recent one that I can think of. When we were living with your parents... And I went downstairs to do laundry, and I don't know if she had, like, a blanket or something at the bottom of the stairs, but I <laughs> slipped, fell on my ass, busted both of my elbows, the basket of clothes I was carrying went clear over my head, 
And both the cats and Xena just sat there staring at me. <laughs> They're just like, what the hell happened? And I was like, I'm so fucking glad I'm home alone right now. This sucks. I hate it here. I was like, I can't really think of any embarrassing moment. The only one that comes to mind, I don't know if it was embarrassing, it was more traumatic than anything, was when we were in Colorado when I was five and I got lost in a store, in a gift shop. Yeah. But yeah, that was Did definitely you, more... Were you in Aspen? Have, you ever, have at, you ever been to Aspen? I think at some point we may have been. I don't exactly remember. Like I said, that was, I was five. Because like, and I'm, the reason I ask is because on Sunday when we were playing hot seat, you said you wanted to live in Aspen and I was like, why specifically Aspen? Well, I figured, you know... Because I remember going to Colorado when I was five, and it was fun, and, you know, it'd be nice to live there. Besides, pot is legal. It's legal in Arizona, too. But it's, like, extremely legal in Colorado. It's extremely legal in Arizona, too. <laughs> they, sell, they sell it at McDonald's for in a combo meal for a dollar. I'm kidding about that. Oh, I, you said that, 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 that you <laughs> said that with such, like, that's one of my other favorite things about you, is that you say things, and I'm like, I can't tell if he's joking or not. <laughs> She almost bought it, guys. <laughs> like, I think I'm going to get him. I think I'm going to get him. Yeah, I think you're I feel emotionally damaged. <laughs> emotional <laughs> damage. <laughs> now I'm just thinking of if they actually sold pot at McDonald's. The McDoobie combo. The McDoobie. You are a fucking narc. McDoobie combo. Number 30. When did you last cry in front of another person or by yourself? I think last time I cried, I don't remember exactly when, but if in front of anybody, it was probably you. Uh, it has been a good minute since I've had a full-on breakdown. There was one time where I, you know, one day when I was just really depressed and I ended up crying, but that was only, that was like a quick, just like, all right, you know, I need to get this out of my system. But I Dude, think I love crying. It's so cathartic. I think in front of anyone is definitely would be you. Ooh, ooh, that's not true. I remember I broke down when we were living with your parents and some shit was said and I was talking to my mom and I just fucking lost it and I started bawling driving her to work and she was like, I'm uncomfortable because I don't know how to help you. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, you're having a breakdown where you're also driving a motor vehicle. I want to help you, but also I don't want to die. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was rough. Uh, I was, it was, and it wasn't even anything that happened to me. It was... It was when you were going through all that shit and, like, discovering shit. And I was just like, I fucking hate it here because there's nothing I can do. And it just, it hurt me to see you go through that. Knowing yeah. I couldn't do anything about it. Oh, yeah. And I did that. It's always tough. All right. Number 31. Tell your partner something you like about that, something that you like about them already. Okay. Well, we've been together almost 10 years, so I don't think that counts. All right. I'll go with my previous answer. I like your butt. <laughs> I like your butt too. 32. What, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? There are a lot of things I'll joke about, but there's are definitely a lot of things that I definitely definitely fertility. cross the line with me. Yeah, like fertility, uh rape is definitely something that Oh yeah, I, you don't joke about rape. I do not no. condone at all. I do not tolerate it at all. I think it's just and it's with all the issues that we've had that like that and like just vicious misogyny. Yeah, uh, that's but, one thing I just uh, yeah. Hate. I mean, everything that we've gone through in the last like four years, fertility is a thing. I'm like, it's not. There are so many women that struggle with fertility issues that it's not like 
I hate it when people are like, April Fool, I'm pregnant, April Fool's. Like, that's so cruel. Yeah, and- that shit bugs me, too. It's like, you know, yeah, you can easily make a joke about it, but keep because in mind there- that people actually have this problem. Like, there are couples like us who are struggling, and some couples will never have children, and I hope that we're fortunate enough that we will one day, but it's just, it's not some. it's just not funny, and it's, it's, it's harmful, and just don't do it. Don't, Don't be, be an assholes. Visible. Asshole. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> Number thirty-three. This is this is a weird one. If you were to die this evening with no opportunity to, to communicate with anyone, what would you most regret not having told someone, and why haven't you told them yet? Ooh, I think for me, it would just question. be telling. It would tell you know any of my friends and all family that I love them. Because if I forgot to, that's the last thing I want to, you know, before I die or whatever, I want, you know, I want to tell people I love them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Either that or be like, I kept all the money in the. <laughs> that will be my last words. I kept my fortune in the. <laughs> in the what? In the what, grandma? <laughs> um. Ooh, I would, I would probably have a, com- a long conversation with. A certain grandparent mm-hmm. about the way they've treated me my entire life, and the only reason I have not had that conversation is because I, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to unnecessarily burn a bridge if we're if we're both actively trying to move past it, pretending that it never happened. But and then lo and behold, you don't die the next day, and then you come across them again. You're just like. So, I know I fucking chewed you to hell, but <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. You're like a green bean. <laughs> All right, I guess Cameron apologizes to people with green beans. <laughs> a single green bean. Just a single green bean. <laughs> All right, number thirty-four. Your house containing everything you own catches fire. After saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to safely make a final dash to save any one item. What would it be and why? One single item? For me, it'd be the fire safe. I don't give a fuck about that. It's fireproof. Um, oh, I suppose that was fine. Fuck that, then. My PS4. <laughs> uh, does it have to be one? I'm looking at my altar like, what one single thing would I... You're just carrying the entire thing just, out? Just, I would... Honestly, I would grab every single thing on that altar that I could carry. I would grab all my tarot cards, my oracle cards, my books, my animal guides. I'd just make a mad dash and just, like, scoop up an armful of all of it. (laughs) That's what I would say. If if my pets... If I knew that the cats and you were safe and I had time to come back in, that's what I would do. Yeah, I mean, if the fire safe is fireproof, because that can be... Then that can be easily salvaged, then I don't know what else I would grab. You know, if it was, you know, I got you, I got the pets, I don't know. And, you know, all important documents and stuff like that are going to be safe. Well, yeah, because everything, that, everything that's important is in our fire safe. Everything that's important is in something that's not flammable. Then I think your answer should be, I would come grab anything off the altar that I could carry. <laughs> <laughs> I would help you grab everything off the altar. 100%. Of all the people, of all the people. Of all the people in your family, whose death would you find most disturbing and why? My dad's. 
easily for me it would be Grandma Betty. Like, I know it's coming someday. I know she's not going to live forever, but she's also pretty much the glue. She's the matriarch of your family. She, yeah, she's basically the matriarch of my family, and once she goes, that's just... It's, it's going to be rough. My dad's death is going to fuck me up for a long time. He's... Everything that he's done for me, and, I mean, everything he's done for all of us, that he never... He... He is twice the dad he never had to be. Mm-hmm. And I will never be able to put into words how grateful I am for that man. He came into my life when I was five years old, and he has never once treated me like anything less than his flesh and blood. I mean, even when my younger sibling came around, he didn't treat them any differently than he treated me and my brother. Because as far as he was concerned, we were all his kids. Mm-hmm. And he he definitely stepped up and became the man that he didn't have to be in. I'm going to get all teary-eyed thinking about it. <laughs> Scott Rose the man. But I I love my father more than life itself, and I'm going to be a fucking disaster when he dies. Yeah, I think I will too, just because your, your dad's cool. My dad's the fucking best. <laughs> like, I love my mom too, don't get me wrong, but my dad, like I said, he became twice the dad that he, he didn't have to step up, and he didn't have to raise us like he did, but... He did, and as far as he as far as he's concerned, we're his kids. Yeah, exactly. And it was never like even before we were adopted, he like I he told okay, so he told me a couple years ago we were at Darren's drinking, obviously, and I said something about our relationship or whatever, like that I, that I was glad that we were closer as I had gotten older. And he was like, yeah, man, for a while, I wasn't sure I was going to get you to come around. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, you were terrified of me. (laughs) He's like, I couldn't hug you. I couldn't be like, I couldn't raise my voice. I couldn't do anything. And you just you cried. And I was like, I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I had no idea. And he was like, I'll never forget the first time you called me dad. He was like, it took everything in me not to burst into tears at the table. (laughs) And I was like, stop it. (laughs) Alright, last question here. Share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how he or she might handle it. Or they. Uh, I don't know. I think all my personal problems are pretty much figured out. I think all your personal problems are directly related to me. (laughs) (laughs) I am your personal personal problem. No, I think, I mean, I think... So, how would I handle you? Uh, you can't. You just have to buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta strap yourself in and feel the G's. Yeah. It's the G's! <laughs> that would be a lot funnier if my brother Christopher was here. <laughs> it's the G's! It's the G's! Um, yeah, I mean, we pretty much... We don't often make decisions or problem solve without consulting each other. I think we're, we have a pretty open communication when it comes to that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good way to answer that. But there are days where we both come home with hot tea and we're like, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Girl. Oh, that was the last question. There's like different variations on uh, some questions down here, but I don't want to go through those because I'm stubborn and I don't want to. And I think that's going to do it for this episode. I feel like I feel a little bit closer, don't you? No. (laughs) Okay, then. I mean, 
I get what it's supposed to be for, but like you said, we've been together almost 10 years and married for five, so I think we're about as close as we're going to be until we have kids and we can lock them out of the room and talk about how much we hate the fact that they're assholes. (laughs) (laughs) To be like, all right, good good night, buddy. Love you. This motherfucker. Your fucking son. (laughs) (laughs) Your son. We do that now with the cats, so you know we're going to do it with our kids. That is true. And yeah. one day our kids are going to look up at you and be like, this bitch that you married? <laughs> I fully expect our kids to do that, And you're going to be like, too. I know. I fully expect our kids to do that, too. Just go to school and be like, you want to see what, you want to hear what this idiot did the other day? <laughs> our kids are going to be the kids that go to school and be like, you think you can pick on me? You think you can hurt my feelings? Come home with me. You should hear what my dad said to me at the dinner table last night. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna be fucking savages. We're raising warriors, goddammit. <laughs> Alright, I think with that being said, I think it's safe to say we need to call this an episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will definitely share the link for the... That's not the mouse. It's not, it's my cell phone. I will uh, share the link for this website in the description in case you want to go through these questions with your partner or significant other. And just, you know, it's, it's a fun way to, you know, just some thoughts out there uh but that's i think that's it from this episode uh if you guys enjoy what i do you know consider clicking all the stuff in the description you know the different links uh the link tree that has all my socials and whatnot uh also in the description there's a link to support this podcast and with that being said i hope you guys enjoyed this episode i hope you guys stay safe out there stay hydrated you know all that jazz wash your goddamn hands that too And, as always, we will see you in the next one.